3: This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN.
2: Happy Halloween as we say hello on this Monday. Week 8 concludes in the NFL tonight. Michael Lombardi with Cleveland hosting Cincinnati. This number's 3 right now We've got a total of 45 as we open up the show. We say hi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is BSN, the sports betting network. Of course, he is Michael Lombardi, this is the Lombardi line. How are we feeling today on this Halloween, my man?
3: You know, we feel good. We're ready to go. Hopefully it doesn't rain here. Back here, hopefully have a good Halloween. I'm excited. The good day yesterday, like, enjoyed the games. Disappointing for the Panthers. You know, they finally got a uh, a really good play out of their quarterback position, and they couldn't make a damn extra point. And, you know, and the Falcons have found a way to win another one. So it was. other than that, it was a good day. Other than that, it was a good day. I mean, you know what? When you're in the league and you lose like the Raiders lost, where they were never in the game, those are the ones you get over the quickest. Like, we were never in it. It's over. Go to the next game, right? The ones like the Carolina losing to Atlanta, those are the ones that you linger with you longer.
2: (laughs) Those, uh, obviously, I was thinking about you because your sons, obviously, Matt there in Carolina, and then Mick there with uh, Las Vegas. The Carolina loss, I just don't know how. They, DJ Moore with essentially the game winner, the celebration, it moves the extra point back. They miss the extra point. It goes to extras. Pinero had another opportunity in extras to win it for Carolina. Misses it, turns around. Koo hits the field goal. It's 37-34. And the four and four Falcons all of a sudden they're in first place in the South. That is unbelievable.
3: You know what I hate about Tex, Patrick? I hate, I hate that in this world that we live in, how I watch the game, how you watch the game, you could be ahead of me, I could be ahead of you. And I hate when somebody sends me a text to tell me the result that I haven't seen. Like, I want to I see it myself. Like, I don't want somebody to, like, I don't want to see it, and especially when it's bad news. Like, you know, when I get bad, when I'm watching that Panther game, like, I don't care about anything but my son's game. You know, I don't need a text. Like, I don't need a text to tell me that he missed the point. Like, I don't need that. Like, I, I, I want to watch it. Like, I want to watch it myself. Like, you know, and then I'm getting texts, and I don't even know what text I'm, you know, like, what game are we talking Like, I'm I'm confused here. Like, just let me, let, let Sunday be a day of, just let me enjoy it, please. I okay. want to watch it. So, I want to be miserable myself. It, like,
2: here's the thing. There are certain rules when it comes to being a fan and being a friend. And the only people, the only sect of people that I have in my life that know it are the kids I grew up with outside of Detroit. You don't, if they're real gamblers, you don't text about a game that somebody's betting on, especially if they lose. And I'm talking to you, Will Hill. You don't text (laughs) about games that are ongoing that people care about because like you said, you don't want to mix up the flow. You might be ahead, you might be behind. Like these are not very hard rules to understand and you'll get a text from somebody that's like wow can you believe that you know what they want you to do they want you to write back and be like believe what and then you know that you bite that you take the trap and then now you're in this conversation with them shut up don't text me about sports yeah. i'm i'm watching the games i don't need you i'm sorry yeah, that like, was a rant like,
3: yeah uh, i'll give you another one like to me like this is your living this is your family's living you know, and you know, like I've we've been to games right. where you know people come to the game and they're like they really are rooting for the other team, and so they're celebrating the root. Of, but like this is your living, like this isn't like anything other than what you do, and so it's very. I mean, to me, it's like you can't really understand it when you have to earn your living in a game where, like, look, Carolina. I mean, if P.J. Tucker was well, just telling Bill this over in his office, just hypothetically say that. That uh David Tepper comes out last year and says to Matt Rule, Matt, you're my guy. I told you I was going to give you seven years. We gotta I know we didn't we weren't where we need to be. We've got to fix this quarterback, but you know, let's just keep fixing this team, let's go, and we'll figure out how we're gonna solve this quarterback as we get through it. Instead of saying, Hey, the first five games are really gonna determine whether you come. Do you think maybe if PJ Walker were to start, PJ Tucker, excuse me, were to start in that game? Uh, P.J. Walker, I mean, then then maybe he would have played better than Baker because they all told me that that P.J. was doing really well, that he was really good, that he could throw the ball. Yesterday, in the last two weeks, he really showed that he could. And had they gotten that quarterback play in the first four weeks of the season, they probably win three games.
2: Okay. I'm sorry. I can't get off of it. So you don't have to give me names, but were people writing you about the missed kicks or what was happening? Cause now I'm frustrated. Can you imagine if I uh, wrote you like, man, what a tough loss for Matt like that? You just like, don't just, do that. Like, I don't care. I understand?
3: just, I just wrote back. I don't care. Like, I don't care <laughs> about what your problems are as it relates to this game or who got eliminated. I, I don't care. Like, oh, shut I, up. like, I'm in, I'm feel bad for my kid right now. Like, like right. I don't feel bad for anybody else, but my kid, I feel bad because he's working his tail off and they're down there in a very, tough situation you know where they're trying to find a way to uh to, to to solve it and they played really well and the kid misses the extra point which I said to Millie as soon as they scored that touchdown I said to Millie I said we got to make the extra point I didn't know DJ Moore took his helmet off you know and then still and then we get the interception at the half and then Panera doesn't make it I mean just heartbreaking it really is uncertainty
2: in life is difficult. Again, you can only imagine what that coaching staff is going through in Carolina, where every day you go to work, you don't know what the next day consists of. So I completely get it, and I feel for your son, all kidding I, aside. I
3: like, I like, I like watching the game. I don't want to know. I want to see the outcome myself. I don't want somebody to tell me. And the, what I really like is when I can sync up what I'm watching is in the same time. Sometimes if I'm watching the red zone on the computer, it's ahead of it. And for some reason, the TV, the direct TV is behind a little bit. I like it when it's all synced. I don't, you know, so I would rather just have it because I don't really want to know. Like, I want to watch it and, it and I don't need somebody to tell me. I want to see it myself, you know. Like, I don't need a spoiler alert.
2: There's a, There's a word for people that send you those text messages. They're narcissists. They have to be the one to break the news. It's like you have somebody in your life that loves to tell you that somebody got sick or somebody died. Those people are insane. Anywho, we move on. We're spicy on this Monday morning. Carolina, Atlanta, of course, a 37-34 winner. That was a four-point spread, so Carolina does cover the number, but a tough loss for Carolina. By the way, they're still in it. I mean, that division is so bad. There's so much football to be played, let's be honest. And you kind of like what happened with P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker played a very good football game.
3: Re- really played well. I mean, he really played well, and you know they were able to they were able to get it going. You know, and he kind of made some. Th- he started out the game slow, you know, and and Foreman has been a really good player for them. They, their offensive look. This Atlanta secondary is atrocious. I mean, you know they they can't cover anybody. And 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 DJ Moore the play before. I don't know if you saw it, but he had an in cut that Walker yes. put it right on him. I mean, right on them, and it kind of looked like it got tipped, or they were going to convert that one. You know, they were going to convert that one. So uh, I think they have some life. I mean, you could feel the energy. You could feel the energy about their team now. They're kind of – got to get better. Look, the, this second-half defense of their team has been a problem. If you tell me before the season that Carolina's scoring 34, I say they got to win that game, Right. And they didn't. So they got to fix those problems. And, you know, without Jeremy Chin in there, I think that hurts them a little bit, but they got to fix that. Well, that was a great game to watch, though. I don't know how much of you watched, Patrick. That was a great game. Watched o- almost every snap uh, because of interest
2: from you and also betting interest. So, yes, I was dialed in. That's the South. Now, let's go to another division that all of a sudden is. Super interesting, and that's the NFC West. I don't know, I'm sure you did because it was kind of one of those late window standalone games in a way that San Francisco and Los Angeles, this was a weird game. So a 31-14 winner for San Francisco. Los Angeles had complete control of this game. I mean, Stafford was dealing, Michael. They were playing very, very well. They closed the Rams a one-point favorite. The domination of San Francisco and Shanahan over McVay, and the Rams continues. They won eight of nine, and this was just a second half where everything turned around the pressure from the 49ers and of course McCaffrey adds
3: an element yeah i mean look it was the, it was like the playoff game right it was like the playoff exactly. game last year you know and uh, and then they the 49ers looked like they were coming back and then all of a sudden they stubbed their toe I thought, you know, the Niners averaged 7-1 yards per play in this game, Patrick. They were really good, and they didn't have to ball. was flawless. He was awesome. I mean, he throws – it's it's exactly what we said about McCaffrey. He gives them that inside receiver, and and, and, and and Kyle's so creative in how he uses them, the halfback pass, the angle routes, put them in the slot, move them around. Really good stuff, and it was the tale of two halves. I mean – the longer the game went, the liability of the Rams to me showed up. Their inability to have offensive linemen that can protect long enough, and they couldn't make an explosive play. I mean, they had three plays over twenty yards in the game, and it's tough to do that, you know. And in the second half, when they got when they got to the second half, there was nothing there. I mean, the Rams had nine drives in the game, five punts, four of them were in the second half. You're going to lose the game. You're going to lose that way. And the Niners just to me. I think the Rams team is – I think they're, they're not nearly as good. They have no explosiveness. I could see them being desperate today or tomorrow to try to find a receiver. I could see them being completely desperate in that category.
2: Something to note for betters moving forward, the injury late in the waning minutes when it didn't matter to Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup, he's targeted more than anybody in the league. He is everything to that offense, and we'll watch the ankle and monitor what's happening there. But I thought for the 49ers, first off, Garoppolo was flawless, and you mentioned adding McCaffrey, that element. He had the hat trick with the pass, the reception, and the run as far as touchdowns. But Ayuk starting to break out as well. And, and that defense, yeah. which was really – it had struggled over the past few weeks, and the second half turned up the pressure.
3: They really did. Their front really dominated. And, look, I mean, the, you want to talk about what's wrong with the Rams. They averaged 8.5 average per catch yesterday. 8.5. And they averaged 2.7 in the run game. So they can't they, – they threw the ball 32 times. They threw the ball 33 times to get 187 yards. That that that's not you're not going to score any points. That's why they average uh, 4.0 yards per point. So to me, that's the issue. And McCaffrey gives them, and we get Debo comes back. You know, watch out now.
2: You see the list there. Santos, great job producing. He just threw up. The Rams are two and five ATS. Uh, just a little bit of a hangover. No hangover from a postseason appearance last year from the Eagles. They're seven and zero. I've got a path. Them getting to 14-0, and which is going to be weird. We'll talk about that next. Also, plenty to do as far as Taylor Heineke and the Commanders. A little juice with the
0: Commodores.
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity Voice Remote.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Uh-huh, in my dentist's office.
3: To the Lombardi line on VSN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Okay, the Lombardi line, of course, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. You can visit betmgm.com right now. Download the app again, BetMGM. They've redone the app where it's it's a really super neat interface. Make sure you go check it out. Good for in-game betting. If you're in Nevada and you stop by any MGM property, bring your state issued ID. You're ready to bet within minutes. One eight hundred Gambler if you have an issue. Twenty-one years or older. For more information. Okay, I mentioned as we welcome you back. Hope you had a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. He's Michael Lombardi. It's Halloween. Uh, stay safe out there. Have fun tonight. Uh, I, I'm going to take this directly from the Daily Newsletter. And you and I have talked about how Bill AD has done a hell of a job with the Daily Newsletter. I swear to you, his write-up on Bengals-Browns tonight was the best I've read at any site. And I'll just give you a little excerpt. Of course, 2-5 and five for the Browns' four straight losses with the exception of a 23-point beatdown at the hands of the Patriots two weeks ago. Cleveland's other four losses been by one 3 Two and three points respectively. Bad execution, a lack of attention to detail, and some questionable coaching and clock management decisions have all been contributing factors, Michael. I'll just one more sentence and let you respond. This is still a top 10 offense by points per drive, but also a bottom five defense that has been carved up on the ground and through the air. Shout to Bill. That's free. Just go to vison.com and enter your email address. And he's not wrong. This has been... A collapse where the offense continues to thrive, and Joe Woods' defense there with Cleveland has struggled.
3: Well, and they turned it over too, right? So the last since since on this four-game losing streak that they've had, it really an inexcusable four-game losing streak. They've turned the ball over nine times, and they've only gotten two. They've only gotten three turnovers back. So they've made mistakes. they they're their own worst enemy. I like teams going into a bye week like they are tonight because I think there's a lot of motivation and hey look we get, get this game we're into the buy you know right now we will fix our problems during the buy we come out we've got to play well we go to Miami we go to Buffalo we got to get playing better but to me this matchup the way Cincinnati is is configured now without chasing the game you know Where is the ball going? Cincinnati wants to be in eleven personnel all the time. What has caused Cleveland trouble most of the season has been the change of personnel groupings. They're in this, they blow a coverage here, they don't do that, right? So this is going to be an eleven game. This offensive line for Cincinnati, I don't care, you know what's happened up to this point. They don't bad lines don't travel well. Now last week against New Orleans, they went down there, they showed toughness, they came, they've got that win against New Orleans, and they were able to do that, but I don't see that this week. I think this will be a back-and-forth game, and I think if you watch last year, the Browns have always run the ball on them well. They've been very effective, and they have been able to make plays against them. So, you know, look, I, I think ultimately this is going to be a true challenge. I know they had a great success against the last two weeks against New Orleans and against Atlanta, but I think this is going to be one of those plays where they're going to have to do really well, and... The Brownies have got to do a great job of scoring touchdowns in the red zone. This is the second best red zone defense they're going to face all season.
2: Matt Santos, a pro tip for the first hour. We often talk about teams coming off the bye. How about teams going into the bye? So better is make sure you go through your calendars and circle those teams going into the bye, like the Browns. Great pro tip from Michael Lombardi there. Uh Bill San also. San Francisco points out yesterday.
3: To- that, that's one of the that's reasons right. I like San Francisco yesterday. They're going into the bye. To me, it's a kind of a, Kansas City last week against San Francisco going into the bye. You, you know, there's the players. Hey, guys, if we win, you're going to get X amount. This is what's going. There's a, a sense of it. Like, give us everything you got. Let's get into the bye. Let's see what we can do.
2: Well, they're human beings, right? What do you, when you're about to go on vacation in a week or two, you got a little extra pep in your step. You got a little extra yeah. motivation. You put a little, you put another hour of work in that day because you know, you've got time coming up. I think there's something to that. I hadn't thought of it. It's a great tip, uh, Burrow. Burrow's been all time the past few weeks. I mean, he really has absurdly completing almost eighty percent of his passes, seven hundred and eighty-one yards, six touchdowns, no picks the last two games. Remember, this is a team. What they turned it over five five times in Week One. They turned it over three times the Bengals since then. But no yeah. chase turns everything. That engine is run by Chase on offense. He's out four to six. Well,
3: you. Why is that? Because you got you got to roll the coverage to Chase. you got to take Chase out on every play call. Now you don't have to. You can double Higgins and say, okay, Tyler Boyd, Stanley, who's getting the ball? Who else is Mike Thomas? Who's going to make the plays for us? So that's it. The other thing that matches up for Cleveland tonight is the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals have not played great against the run. They've played really effective against the pass last three weeks. Baltimore only threw for 170. The Saints only threw for 171. Atlanta threw for 214. I mean, excuse me, Atlanta threw for 107. But they've been they've been vulnerable to the run game. 155 against Baltimore, 171 against the Saints, and 107 against the Falcons. So, Cleveland can run the ball. Now, we got to get Kevin Stefanski to understand that don't get bored. You know, Mike Vrabel didn't get bored yesterday. He let that guy tote the ball 45 times. He let somebody, right? Don't get bored. Keep running this thing. Control the pace. Play less defense. And I think, to me, the the key to the game has got to be Miles Garrett and Clowney. Those two edges have got to put pressure on.
2: So what's interesting about this number is the Bengals opened a three-point favorite. 84% of the bets right now all over the Bengals, yet we're not three and a half. We're still sitting three, although DraftKings, it looks like DraftKings just went to three and a half. Here's what's happening with this number. Anytime that hook is hung, Michael Lombardi, of course, you know what happens. Yeah, it gets, it gets bought back yeah. immediately. So... I think it closes three. However, it's juiced up mostly, and DraftKings uh, just went to three and a half. So that's interesting.
3: Uh, a little lean. Shop from around. Here. Hey, you, but, can find, you can, you can I'm find. I'm looking at the board. Exactly. You could. You could find. you Definitely can find some three and a halves. There's, they're out there, and that that's the number you got to take for the game. I recommended three and a half as a play on my card. You know, and uh, I think to me that's the right number for the game. I would take that. I think that. To me, this is one of the. This is the season for the Brownies. They've got to find a way to win this game, and they've got to put everything into it. And they're going into their bye. They can regroup once the bye is over. But they've got to be able to figure this out. They have to because right now, as they sit there, Patrick, you know they're they're sitting there, and they're two and five. They lose tonight. Them and Pittsburgh have exactly the same record. They win tonight. They're three and five. They're not out of it.
2: Yep. Yesterday, Michael handed out the Browns. Catching three and a half. We'll make this very simple. If you're starting to get into betting, you must lay the three with the Bengals if you like the Bengals, and you must take the three and a half tonight with the Browns. Make sure you have multiple outs to get those numbers. Uh, that's very key. How about this? These numbers have been floating around a little bit. The Bengals have lost their past 12 primetime road games. How about this? Back to 1998. They're 1-22 straight up, and 5-16-2 against the spread. Their past 23 primetime road games. Again, Trends sometimes. Who knows? It's a different era. But that doesn't count.
3: Coaches. Like, does the? How about they went into Tennessee, won that. They won into Kansas City. Aren't they prime time road games? Or they don't count?
2: The Bengals. This is one that is reputable with check marks all over the place. So I'm just again killing the messenger. Well, I think you might I don't right. think they
3: count. I don't think they count playoffs as primetime road games. I think they only count primetime road games as regular season as. Regular season, Monday night football, yada, 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 all that stuff.
2: But, again, just a fun trend, but it's it, it's not relatable as far as where we are today. This is a Bengals team, again, that I don't know what you attribute the lack of turnovers. After five in game one, then all of a sudden they've just cleaned it up completely. I don't know what you attribute that to, but this does seem like a team that's got a little, you know, they're really the heartbeat of this team is Burrow in the defense.
3: Like the defense is that's played it. really well. Yep. No doubt the defense and Lou Amaromo's defense to adjust the game, their ability to do that. But they still can't run the ball. They still haven't been able to run the ball. And I think that's an issue, right? And so because they can't run the ball, that, that becomes a problem. And I think ultimately tonight, if, if you're playing, if the Browns are playing, you, you can't let Mixon get going you got to be able to stop because this offensive line doesn't block very well. you got to force Burrow into making a mistake. Now he threw five interceptions in week one, and he hasn't really th- – he's protected the ball really well since then.
2: Yep, he's played very, very well. So there it is, a showdown of Ohio coming up tonight. Any thought on the total here? I just Again, I know you don't love totals, but 45, and it hasn't budged. Open 45, it's sitting 45 you know if you start I, thinking I mean, about if you're this the game. brownies
3: you you want this game to be 24-21 you want it to be 21-17 you want the under if you're playing the brownies you need the under you you cuz what beats you tonight if you're play, if you're the browns explosive plays it's what beats it's what beat New, New Orleans was in control of the game they didn't play well in the red zone last week they didn't score touchdowns and they gave up explosive plays New Orleans had them beat and they just let it get away in the fourth quarter. you got to play good in the fourth I mean, one thing yesterday taught us about all the games, the reason the Packers covered, I said this on the pod, Patrick, the reason, the only reason the Packers covered wasn't because they had Aaron Rodgers and you can't lay 10 points on the road with Aaron Rodgers or, or, you know, you got to take the 10-and-a-half with Aaron. That's not true. I recommended it, and I think I was wrong. It's the fact that the Buffalo Bills turned the ball over twice in the fourth quarter right. or else they cover that easy.
2: Wasn't the sharpest... A performances from the Bills, right? I mean, that was an opportunity. They had an opportunity no. to do whatever they wanted in that game, and it's just... But again, we talk so about important. later. But
3: I just my point is, is the, with the as it relates to the Bengals tonight, is you got to win the fourth quarter on the Bengals tonight. They did it in there New Orleans.
2: Kind of. If you're the Browns, season's on the line here. We're headed into a yep, bye no doubt. It's in division. This is it. Like kitchen sink, right? This is it.
3: It was a little bit like the way New Orleans New Orleans played like their season was on the line. The Raiders didn't.
2: Yep. The New Orleans ass was on fire yesterday. That was insane. Okay. When we come back, Thomas Gable from behind the book there at the Borgata joins us right here at Lombardi Line. It's Halloween edition. It's v the Esports Betting Network.
3: Into the Lombardi line on Vsin Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Okay, again, Vsin Pro is profitable this weekend. Become one. It's $99 through the Super Bowl. So you get everything we offer for $99 through the Super Bowl. It's simple. VCN.com slash subscribe. You get the Pro Tools, which includes the betting splits. Very important. Pro Picks at a glance, pro tips, Michael Lombardi articles, Point Spread Weekly, all the guides. It's all there. VCN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. Of course, our buddy Thomas Gable, our partner here at the Borgata, joins us. He runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. We joked about it yesterday, Michael. Pretty much a flawless performance by the Eagles. You turn around, it's Halloween. You've got Game 3 in Philly uh, of the World Series. I mean, it honestly, Thomas, hi, Thomas. It, it's honestly insane right now. That city is fly Eagles flying all over the place.
4: Yeah, it is. It's uh, and Let me tell you, we're probably going to write more business on the world series game than we are on Monday night football tonight. The handle already for this game is, has exceeded what uh, the Monday night game's done. So uh, I I expect that to continue up until, uh, until game time tonight. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting with Syndergaard going for the Phillies against McCullers tonight. Um, But, you know, originally I thought it was going to be Suarez going in game three. It looks like Suarez will be going in game four, but games three and four, are going to be the key games in this series. And this is where I think the Astros have a distinct advantage, really, is these next two games. Uh, you know, I would not be surprised to see the Astros take two out of three in Philly and then go back to uh, Houston for game six, looking to close it out. But uh, uh, Syndergaard, again, not much. He hasn't pitched much at all for them, but uh, he's he's getting a start tonight.
3: Thomas, what is the what are people betting? They bet in the run line. What they bet the first five. What are they betting? What are you getting most of the tickets on? The Phillies winning obviously, but what else?
4: Well, uh, yeah, majority of ticket count is obviously on the Phillies. More money though has been bet on the Astros for this game, and uh, also betting uh, Astros uh, the first five as well. So, uh, again, I I just think I don't know how you back Syndergaard here in this uh, in this spot. It's just yeah, it's
2: really believe, tough to do. I can't believe they're throwing Center Guard it to me. You and I discussed it a little bit yesterday. Thompson has pushed all the right buttons, but I again we shall see. Um okay. So how'd you do with the book yesterday? Favorites nine and four straight up, but six, six and one ATS. You had six to the over, seven to the under as far as the games. How'd the book turn out week eight?
4: Uh, it was a bit of an up-and-down day. Uh, we, we got off to a decent start with the London game there, and uh, but the early games, obviously the Eagles <clears throat> covering, uh, that wasn't a good result. The, the Cowboys covering, uh, we lost a bit there on that one. And actually, let me just pause on that one because, Michael, I want to get into that Cowboys-Bears game and maybe put the Cowboys aside for a second. The Bears, they come off the, the Monday night game where they put up 33 points on the Patriots. And then they do score 29. Obviously, they still lost by 20, but they scored 29 in this Cowboys defense. Have you seen anything different in these last two games with Fields specifically as to how they're, they're now putting up some points? I mean, this is a team that uh, didn't touch or even sniff 30 there for uh, all season, and now suddenly they, they put two, two games of uh, 33 and 29 back-to-back.
3: Well, I I think they have now figured out that they are a six-pack offense, that they have to be completely devoted to it. He had eight carries yesterday in the game, and they ran the ball 43 times. I mean, no matter what the score, the Cowboys took the opening drive, the first four drives of the game, the Cowboys scored touchdowns. And the Bears just go back to being who they are. and They're not going to make explosive plays in the pass game. They're going to run bubble screens, but they're going to run the ball a ton. And I, and I think that's really what it is. And they're getting better at running this six-back offense. And you got to hope Fields doesn't get hurt. But their offensive line is so bad that, you know, if they try to run a conventional offense, they're going to continue to get shut out. And I think this is what they're doing. I think it's taken teams longer than I would have liked to find their identity. I think Green Bay stumbled on their identity last night. It should have happened after week three. I think that's what you're seeing with the Bears. Can they continue to do this? You know, when you get the lead like they got, like Dallas got on a team, sometimes I'm not sure that you can play. You know, it's 21 to seven, then it becomes 28 to seven, and then they kind of let down a little bit, and they got that field goal right at the end of the half because of the, they made a mistake. Sure. But to me, you know, they, I mean, they had this game, Pat, uh, Thomas. They had it 28-23. They came back. They they came right back to it.
4: Yeah, yeah, they did. And it's a good point. The Cowboys might have let up there a little bit on the defensive end. Um, you know, looking down the rest of the slate for the day, um, the, the Jets game, we actually, we did win on that, that, that closed new England three, we took uh, some late Jets money. Uh, so that ended up being a decent decision for us. Uh, and the, the Giants Seahawks you would think wouldn't have been, but, uh, or it, it wasn't, um, I thought it would be, but, uh, we took some Seattle money there uh, against the giants. Uh, the, Colts and Commanders was a decent one. The Niners and Rams was also worked out well. But uh, the late-night game, uh, tough falling on 10 there with uh, the Bills laying 10-and-a-half. Um, uh, we, we took some late Packers money there right before kickoff, taking the 10-and-a-half. So those guys got paid out. Uh, so overall, up-and-down day. Ended up slightly ahead uh, in football for the day. So it wasn't, wasn't too, too bad. I know a lot of books are reporting losses today. Overall, with the favorites uh, doing what they did, but uh, it, it wasn't a loss uh, for us in the NFL yesterday.
3: You know, I was telling Patrick earlier, to me, you know, if you handicapped the Packers and you said, hey, look, Aaron Rodgers on the road getting 10-and-a-half, half you got to take it, it's a smart play. But if you did that, you were not counting on the Josh Allen throwing two picks in the fourth quarter, which killed the cover. Right. You know, which killed yeah, the definitely. cover completely. I mean, they played probably a C plus game for the Bills and they still won by ten.
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean that's that's the entire reason. If you were uh if you had taken the Packers plus the ten and a half, I mean you're you're thanking Josh Allen today.
2: You know the half a point. We stress it constantly. But even how about Detroit yesterday? It, it and some books close three and a half. Some books close four. It lands four. Like it just it yeah. constantly. This pops up. Um, speaking of which, the hook is so important. The hook on the three in football. It's the it's the most important number. In Cincinnati, Cleveland tonight. Most shops showing three with Cincy laying it. It's juiced up. DraftKings just went to three and a half. How about there at the Borgata?
4: Yeah, we're still at three. A lot of the East Coast books are at three and a half though right now. Uh, We're still sitting at three uh, for this game tonight and uh, we really haven't moved off of the three. Uh, We we opened it with Cincinnati laying the three. The the total has come down. Uh, We opened the total 47 and a half and it's now sitting at 45 and a half. Took um, some money there on the under yesterday. Um, But this is a game here again, where you've seen Cleveland really with the exception of that loss to new England a couple weeks back, they've been in these games. They just, they haven't, it hasn't gone their way. Unlike Minnesota, who's been able to pull out some close games lately, uh, Cleveland has not been able to. So, uh, you know, burrow, he's certainly has looked very sharp. The last couple games, he seems to be getting better protection the last couple weeks than he was at the beginning of the year. Which I'm sure makes a world of difference, but now, of course, without Chase, uh, who will be out there pr- probably good four weeks or maybe even more uh, with the hip injury, uh, they're going to have to make up some uh, uh, make up for that loss there a little bit. But Cleveland, give them credit, they've been staying in these games, but they just haven't been able to turn the corner.
3: Yeah, and I mean that's that's why the three and a half is so important. I think that's why if you're gonna play Cleveland, you gotta get the hook because Cleveland keeps the games close. But this matchup really it, it does favor Cleveland. They can run the ball. Cincinnati has been vulnerable to the run. Since he can't run the ball, and if they're gonna leave their edges open and run an eleven personnel group, even without Chase, Miles Garrett needs to have a big day. The left tackle Williams for Cincinnati is not a great player. The right tackle you know, it's, Collins is not a great player. They should be able to get pressure on Burrow and force some mistakes. I mean, this is to me, this is desperate time in Cleveland. They need this one badly.
2: Did they lay the 11-and-a-half with Philly yesterday, uh, Thomas? Oh,
4: yes. Y- yes, they did. Yes, they did. Oh, they yeah. laid the 11-and-a-half yeah, uh, and got paid out. And Again, I don't think we could tell much from Pittsburgh, but, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about it yesterday on the show. Where Philly hasn't shown much in the second half, they obviously they won the second half yesterday. But again, I, I don't know how much you can uh, take away from that, uh, being that the opponent was the Steelers.
3: Yeah, hey, I, I, I mean, go ahead, Mike. I, I mean, it's funny. I think if you'd even gone up with that number, everybody would have taken it. The one thing about these six back offenses, they don't stop trying to score.
2: Uh, the Eagles, by the way, fellas are seven and zero. Their next seven opponents: Houston. Washington Indy Green Bay Tennessee the Giants and the Bears they realistically I, could be 14 and 0 this is it's gonna oh, be. there's adorable. no doubt I, I don't see that's who beats certain,
3: them I mean who it, beats them that's why their uh, season win total was set at 18 before the before the season
2: started we, yeah <laughs> we, we 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 joked about it but it's starting to get weird uh anyway Thomas yeah. by the way quickly what's your number on the uh Phillies tonight
4: dollar uh, thirty
3: favorite Gotcha
2: Okay, good luck Appreciate you, Thomas All right, you Thanks, TG it. Okay, Santos is here So we can have some fun We're going to step into Michael Lombardi's
0: GM office next
3: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football
2: fans can turn a loss into a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Tonight, just place a single first touchdown score prop on any Monday or Thursday night pro football game over at BetMGM. If your bet loses, you can receive up to $25 back in free bets. It's a great offer. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level at BetMGM. Again, tonight, first touchdown score prop on any Monday or Thursday night football game. Get $25 back if it doesn't hit. Uh, Again, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. This is not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. you got to be 21 years or older. Okay, back in the day on the Lombardi line, we used to step into the general manager's office with Michael Lombardi. Let's have a little fun and head back to the Mm -hmm. office. And here's what we're going to do. Sophomore quarterbacks. And I want you to be as blunt as you always are about these names. Mm -hmm. Let's pretend you're having a conversation with an owner, which you've done a million times and a head coach, about these quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, we'll start there. He wasn't, you know, I, 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 the accuracy is crazy. Let's just run with the name Trevor Lawrence. What would you say about him?
3: I'm talking to the owner. I would say, look, I think we've done a really bad job of identifying what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are, and then honing his fundamentals into those strengths and weaknesses. I think we think he is this incredibly talented athlete, which he is. There's no denying that. And he's got this, all the skill to be a great player. But all great quarterbacks have to be managed. All great quarterbacks need certain things. And I think if we just look down the road at Tampa, as great as Tom Brady is at his seven Super Bowl trophies, he still needs a slot receiver, he still needs a tight end, and he still needs a nickel back because he's going to throw the ball in the middle of the field. We haven't figured out who Trevor Lawrence is. We haven't. We've asked him to do everything, and what we've done by asking him to do everything is we've gotten less production on a lot of things. So we need to nail this down. We need to identify and streamline who we are and who is he. Go to the blackboard. Write down, he is really good at these five concepts in the passing game. We'll build a running team around him and go forward and then get him honed into that so he doesn't make mistakes.
2: We're having an honest conversation about the sophomore quarterbacks here inside Michael Lombardi's general manager's office. Next one up, Mac Jones. What would you tell the owner? What would you tell the coach about Mac
3: Jones moving forward? I would tell him that, look, you, you can only control what you can control. you know. And you're playing as if you're very uncomfortable. Last year you played and made mistakes, but you looked more comfortable. And at some point, your job is to not worry about who's calling the plays. Your job isn't to worry about who's orchestrating the plays. Your job is to execute the plays and handle that. And then do really good at that and really work hard at becoming better at that. And then stop trying to avoid mistakes. Start throwing the football with a conviction and whether it means more prep prep time, more study time, whatever it means. But to me, you're playing tentative. To me, you're not comfortable, and you got to figure out a way to where you can get comfortable, whether that's with more meeting time with Judge, more meeting time with Patricia. But you guys all got to get on the same page because clearly your play is disconnected, and it reflects in you. It doesn't necessarily reflect in the coaches. It reflects in how you – because you're being judged more than they are. So I think that's where we got to stop. What's where we got to start with. And then you've got to be willing to just adapt your game to the game that's being played.
2: General manager's office with the sophomore quarterbacks. Next up, Justin Fields.
3: Look, Justin, we're, we have figured out who you are. We're going to run a six-back offense. You're going to be part of the running game. And we, we're going to put you in the running game, and there's, we're going to call less passes we're going to be able to run this, and we're going to get better at it. We're going to run the same place over and over and over again, and you're going to need to work on your fundamentals, your techniques. You've got to be very careful with the football. You've fumbled 11 times already this year. We can't have any more of that. Ball security is job security for you. You've got to get better at these simple concepts we're going to run, and you've got to make plays. Don't worry about the offensive line. We'll fix that as time goes on. But right now, we're a running team that features you in the run game, and we're going to do, be a college offense. Watch as much Jalen Hurts tape as you can, because that's the offense we're going to run for you.
2: We're halfway through their sophomore year. We're trying to figure out if we've got a future with these guys. Next one up, Davis Mills.
3: Davis, i I got to be honest. I've been really disappointed in in your ability to kind of take the next step. I thought you were really having a better season, get the ball down the field. You make too many mistakes. you got to protect the ball. The problem you're coming into is you don't have a first-round pedigree. So everybody's expecting you to fall short because you're a third-rounder or become a backup. And I think you've got the skills to be a starter, but you don't play like a starter. And I think ultimately when you get an opportunity to make those throws, you've got to make them. And we've got to do a better job of of blending and fixing the offensive line. I would tell the owner that I think this is a fundamental issue. I think our scheme is too generic. I think we're asking, we're asking too little of the quarterback, and I don't think we have enough playmakers around them. We're too far behind offensively to really challenge. And it got showed up yesterday. I mean, they dominated us from start to finish. We have a 3.7 per play. They beat us up. They took it to the woodshed on us, and they controlled the offensive line. Some of it's on Davis Mills. A lot of it's on us.
2: Okay. I've saved the most interesting for last. Okay? You're the Jets. You're in New York. Well, you're actually in Jersey, but you understand. Uh, your future looks bright at many positions, but the quarterback is a question. Zach Wilson, honest conversation with the owner and the
3: coach. What do you say? I think we got an immature young man. I think he can't handle success. I think the reason we're successful in the 1-4 games is he protected the football. He came back against Pittsburgh, but he's careless with the football. We can't have that. We're not good enough, in spite of how many A's we've gotten in draft, we're not good enough to overcome that. And we're not an elite defense. We're a good defense, but we're not elite. Like, we're not elite defense. So we need our quarterback to not beat us. And yesterday, the best quarterback on the field for the Patriots was Zach Wilson. He was the best quarterback on the field for them. Turned it over and made mistakes. We must eliminate that. Now, we're going to have to run the football. We have to do a better job of getting better offensive linemen. We're not physical enough up front. And that's probably going to happen all year. Everybody's going to, because Hall's out of the game, everybody's going to demand that we run the ball better. And we're going to have to do that. And we can't let Wilson beat us. We've got to stream down the game plan, come up with ideas on where he can be most effective, and get the ball out of his hands as quickly as we can. 25 passes is going to be the most because the more he throws it, the more trouble we're going to get into. We've got to control the middle of the field with him and throw it. We've got to watch all the BYU tape and what he does well. Again, we need to identify what we're doing offensively. We've got to come up with a Zach Wilson plan that he doesn't beat us. And then, Zach, you got to be able to show competitive stamina. I know it's really kind of nice to make page six, but at some point you're going to get paid on your performance on the field, not how many models you date or what your pitcher's being. T- like, focus on the game. And frankly, when I watch you play, I'm not in the building, but I don't see the same focus that I think you're going to need that these other great players have had if you want to be a great player.
2: Focus is a great word for Wilson because those three interceptions, it's almost like, where'd that come from?
3: There was one they're negligence where he was... It was negligence. I mean, word. they're negligence. I mean, they're not even... They're not even they weren't even like I I I could see if it was a bad decision. They were just bad throws. They were careless. They were like, I don't really care. Here you go. I mean, the one on the sideline, they just he just he could throw that thing out of bounds. I mean, just throw the ball out of bounds. What are you doing?
2: Totally, totally agree. That's the one I was going to bring up. Hey, by the way, so we were talking about the sophomore quarterbacks. We just went Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Davis Mills. There was a name that we didn't mention. Do you, do you know who that was? Not even in the conversation. Trey, Trey
3: Lance. Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Trey Lance, I mean, th- there's enough skill around this team. But I, I think when you watch that game closely yesterday, I thought Jimmy Garoppolo played exactly how he's got to play. He throws the ball really well in the middle field. They had, a, they had a balance in the run game. You know, they were able to run the football. They only were in third down nine times against the, the, the Rams. You know, and they were able to get the ball to their skill players and make plays. I mean, All they're doing with San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo is managing him. They're not asking him to be anything other than what he can do and let our players win the game.
2: Uh, He was awesome. He was 21 of 25, 235, almost 10 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, no picks. And he always gets crushed for not being able to go through his reads. He watched him against the Rams. One read, two read, three read, third he was receiver. Really he was He's always been I mean, he good at really that. Efficient. that.
3: People that say that don't know what they're talking about. I mean, that's really, the, it's it's sad, but they don't. I mean, he can process. Now, does he take too many chances with the football? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But he had a lot of clean reads yesterday, and they gave him a lot of, like, they have a feel for how to attack the Rams. I mean, they, they do. And when they have balance in their run game and pass game, like they do, and McCaffrey, I mean, look, they made, I think, seven explosive plays, and McCaffrey was responsible for four of them.
2: Shout to the tight end as well. He he is a tremendous player, Kittle, because he's a great blocker as well. It's almost right. old school. He, like, he does things but, but, that other tight ends just don't do. But,
3: the, see, the thing is, is Kyle knows who he is. Kyle wants to attack the middle of the field. He wants to attack from the numbers in. And and what so many of these coordinators and play callers don't understand is how to set up. And general managers, they don't understand how to set up the team to fit what the what the offense is. We're in search of an offense. I mean, Matt Lafleur, really, it's taken him eight weeks to figure out. I got to run this ball 50 times and throw it 20, even though I have the greatest quarterback, because I have I, I'm not going to make enough plays.
2: I don't know how we've gotten through an hour and we haven't discussed. Beep, beep. What's happening in the desert with your boys, Mr. Oh, Kingsbury? Where we haven't
3: discussed what's happening in the Motor City because, I mean, that was another wonderful performance by them. The
2: Lions just fired a coach. We'll tell you who coming back.